0: I was going to start, actually, I was going to start off this show by saying that it's the two-year anniversary of us having Lonnie Briscoe, and congratulations to him for us keeping him alive these past two years, but then the motherfucker ate my scone today, (laughs) so I'm just now remembering a life two years and a week ago. And I didn't have a dog. I feel like you getting Lenny also sort
1: of corresponds to when we started this podcast. So it means we've kind of been around for two years.
0: Is it, Yeah. Right? I think we started around that same time. We started. It wasn't like one for one, but it was the like. The wheels were turning. Yeah. Like Maybe we should have a podcast. Yeah. How, what would we need to do? You know?
1: And what has Lenny contributed to this podcast?
0: People seem to like him. It's I don't true. know why. They are really do. But they're, he's so cute. Is he? Yeah, or is he? Well, you. Yeah, you're mad. Is he just a scone eater who then tries to suck up to you and is (laughs) like, "Why are you mad? There never was a scone. What scone, my dear? There, there. Give me pets. It's true. I see right through that charade."
1: Anyway, this is the Perhaps It's You podcast. Oh, yeah. An unofficial Unsolved Mysteries rewatch podcast, and it's our season three finale.
0: Woo-woo. Which means we're not talking about Unsolved Mysteries. No, so just forget what we said, because today is listener story day. Yep, I'm Samantha. I'm Liz. And we're here with a special guest. Everyone's favorite special guest. It's Mac. Hi. Mac refuses to believe that
1: he's everyone's favorite guest.
0: He also doesn't listen to this podcast or episodes that he's on, and he thinks that I'm lying when I say that people enjoy him being on. So there's a little background for you. Max just Good nodding. Max just <laughs> nodding. He's in
1: denial. It's bad. I mean, I feel like I would have to listen to myself to just be like, "What dumb shit did I say that I don't remember?" Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I don't remember. Yeah. As soon as I stop, we start We hit stop on the on like Audacity. What, yeah. What happened? Immediately. All blur.
0: Immediately. Well, we're here today to talk about how the Earth is flat. No, no more. Oh, right. Never again. Okay, that's our Patreon this month, though. So look forward to that. Yeah. If you're a patron, you can enjoy
1: the raw audio file. Was two hours of us talking about <laughs> the flat Earth documentary. I don't know how we did that for two hours. My oh, brain.
2: Man. How, how long is the documentary? Less. Less, yes. than, less than two hours. But I had that feeling.
0: I This is a tradition because we take an hour long show and then talk about it for more than an hour. So if you're actually looking at the same time in your life, you should just watch Unsolved Mysteries. Right. But I feel like most people are listening to us in situations where they can't watch TV. So we're really providing a very valuable yeah. re- recapping service. We just
1: had a lot of questions about Flat Earth and none of them got answered. But we no. did speculate. No.
0: Okay, I have two quick updates. Okay. One, Patreon-related. Yes, you should give us a dollar that perhaps you found on the ground or stole from your mom's purse so that you can listen to us. You can listen to my brain melt as I try to wrap my head around flat earth. Okay. A Patreon-related update is that if you're a super-duper mystery solver or you're interested in becoming a super-duper mystery solver, that means you give us more than $10 a month. $10 or more a month. And your reward for that, along with all the other rewards, is that quarterly you receive a special swag item. Yep. a Special gift. And when I had originally conceived of this, I was picturing something very small, like a sticker. A bookmark. Yeah. And then Samantha, for the first one, went above and beyond, blowing everyone's minds by making a cross-stitch of Robert Stack and Robert robbie stacky together at last
1: i hope everyone received yours you
0: they should. went out yes i at least one made it to canada okay good that was uh, a. <laughs> we were concerned about that i, but I had I no think. idea how long it would take <laughs> not very long i don't good. think yeah a week maybe i don't know so when i was conceiving of this it's good you brought up canada because that involved my update i thought it might <laughs> going forward international super duper mystery solvers we're gonna need you to pay 13 dollars a month I'm so sorry. The shipping was quite a lot.
1: It was pretty expensive to ship
0: to Canada. So, Don't blame us. Yeah. I mean... If you're you already us, doing but... it, I guess you're grandfathered in. But going forward, you'll need to pick the new Patreon tier of International Super Duper Mystery Solver. Because you're going to need to pay a little bit more to cover the shipping. I'm yeah, sorry.
1: it's just a little expensive. We apologize,
0: but... There's really no way around that. Yeah, there's nothing we can do. So... Okay, that's that update. Let us know if you have any questions. Should we talk briefly about our
1: thoughts around season three? Sure. Okay. I asked in the Facebook group what people's favorite mysteries were, and I honestly, some of the mysteries that came up were ones that I like didn't even remember were in season three. Like the the nature's whimsy was oh, a yeah. was a
0: fan favorite.
1: Folks love nature's Whim- the twin segment. Sure. About how
0: twins might have secret twin powers. Yeah. I, that was that was this season? Yeah. Seems so long ago. I know. I was thinking my favorites from this season were probably the psychic artist. Oh, that was a good one. Coral Podge, who was meeting people and then drawing their dead relatives somehow. And then the corset maker. Oh, yeah. Which I don't even remember her name. But the reclusive corset maker who was horrible to everyone and then got in a Rolls Royce accident and didn't leave her house for 20 years. And then the mystery was, who is this woman? Where did she come from? Oh, yes. But that is one of my favorites of all time and has really inspired me. Someone liked Amelia
1: Earhart. We talked about that one. Okay. It was certainly
0: not my favorite. It was. I mean, maybe us talking about it was great. I'm sure we were hilarious. But the actual segment itself was very sexist and terrible. It was. Um, there was a super haunted house in Nevada. Was that the one that was like double haunted two I think so. haunted two families? That's one of my favorites too. Yeah. So those all happened in season three. I guess season three wasn't as bad as I, as I thought. I thought it was, it was more consistent than season two. I thought season two had some, some real highs and some real lows. Right. And this was a little bit more like.
1: Maybe what I'm reacting to is that there was fewer lost loves. In season you just three. needed those lost loves. I just love the lost loves. Yeah. I've really, I've really fallen for those and I really
0: need like one, an episode. Mac, as a non-listener to this podcast, do you have a favorite Unsolved Mystery?
2: Well, I was on the uh, the the Haunted House one. That, oh, with yeah. The, um, and filling that guy in... had the biggest mustache of the Oh, yeah. The, the show. Um, so
0: You were filling in for Samantha that yeah. week because she's a deadbeat.
1: That was why I didn't remember the Haunted House thing. I was kind of nodding like, oh, yeah, that was a good mystery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That's because I didn't, you didn't watch weren't... that episode you because yeah. here. I was in I was... California. There we go. But that was the MVM of all MVMs. Oh, yeah.
2: That mustache. You can't, I I mean, unless it's... It's unbeatable, really. Yeah. Yeah, It
0: was a sight to behold, for sure. Okay. I have another update. Okay. To celebrate the end of season three, we're going to give away something I found at the thrift store. Oh, yeah. I remember that we were going to do this. Which was a 90s glow-in-the-dark Ouija board which is in remarkably good condition folks
1: this is amazing look and at, i kind of just want to take it for myself look at this
0: beauty oh that is that's like brand new oh yeah i don't think that's ever been used probably not somewhere there's a planchette hopefully it's not haunted or maybe there
1: but isn't
2: parker brothers knows the oh, yeah. secrets here's of the, hell
0: here's the planchette
1: Ooh, that looks glow-in-the-dark too I don't, th- I
0: don't think this was ever used. The box is a little bit beaten up, but the board itself pristine. pristine. So I think what we'll do to celebrate the end of season two. Wait, let me stop making noises. Just hit Ouija that board.
2: against the microphone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, guest, social respect. Uh, yeah, I think what we'll do is we'll make a post on Instagram the day that uh, this episode comes out. Comment below who you would use the Ouija board to talk to. Yes. And
1: like tag two friends.
0: Yeah. And that's how we'll do the giveaway.
1: I'll put the instructions in the description.
0: We only have one. So we're only doing it on Instagram. That's and that seems like the best way to do giveaways anyway. And you have to be following
1: us in order to be eligible to win. So follow
0: us. Comment. Tag. All the instructions will be there. And Who you want to whose ghost do you want to communicate with this nineties glow in the dark Ouija board? Yeah. And then we'll pick the best answer. We could do a random
1: number generator maybe. Okay. We'll figure that part out later. But anyway,
0: that's how you enter the game <laughs> This is very cool well Ouija out. board. Ghetto Ouija it's pretty cool. I, I would keep it for that. myself except that I already have one. So there you go.
1: Is anyone surprised by that? No.
0: Mm-mm. Are we ready to lead some listener stories? If these yeah. are anything like previous listener stories, they'll be the scariest stories I ever heard. Should we listen to Rob's, what he sent us? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. So Rob over we at Our up. Strange Skies, who is uh, a man of the world, he knows everyone, he knows everything, and he has some paranormal happenings. He sent us one before about seeing a reptilian. Rob's podcast is way better done than
1: ours, way better researched.
0: Oh, Yeah. We're not, we're not putting in that kind of time. So
1: we are going to listen to Rob's story, and I'm very excited about it because his last one was real good.
0: We have not listened to this yet, nor have we read any of the stories we're going to read.
3: Hello, perhaps it's you podcast. It's Rob Christofferson from Our Strange Skies. And uh, I didn't get a uh, story to you the last time that you did this, but I figured since we're here and I have the time, I'll tell you another one. Uh, Last time on the Season 1 finale, I told you guys about the UFO, the weird-looking cryptid, and Jeff the Ghost. This time, I'll tell you the story of the time I thought I saw a gnome come into my bedroom when I was a kid. I was 5 or 6 years old at the time, and it was Christmas Eve. I think it was around like 10 o'clock at night or somewhere around there. I got up to go to the bathroom. And I remember my parents telling me, um, Rob, go back to bed. It's not time yet. And then uh, I probably muttered some response, just go into the bathroom or something like that. So uh, as I'm walking by the hallway to go to the bathroom, uh, there was a uh, uh, right by... My bedroom is a landing and a set of stairs brings you down to our front door. They kind of wind to the right a little bit and I could see that the door was slightly open because the hallway light was uh it was kind of flooding through the bottom. And I could also see the door was actually closing really slowly. I just assumed that it was our neighbor who she was a really nice lady her name was Betty who would uh, close our door because it was a really old uh, door handle on it. It never locked or anything, but, like, whenever she'd see it open, she would close it, so I figured that's what it was. Went to the bathroom, uh, came back, got back in bed, and about five minutes after I, uh, I got in bed, I saw this short shadow. It looked like it was about two, two and a half feet tall, and, like, I couldn't see definitive features because it really looked just like a shadow. It didn't look like a a definite form. But the weird thing about it is that its head, at least what I presumed to be a head, kind of came to a point. It really looked like a lawn gnome had just walked into my bedroom. And it walked in front of my bed, and I don't remember a thing after that. It could just be, you know, due to age. I was five or six, but it's definitely a memory that sticks out to me and 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 it's one that i come back and uh on occasion i ask myself what the hell was that so uh yeah that's the uh that's the uh, gnome story so uh keep up the great work ladies
1: well i'm gonna have nightmares about gnomes now thanks rob
0: rob i think you know what it was and it was a gnome. Yeah, it sounds like it was a gnome. That's our first gnome story that we've gotten.
2: That's that's not one that comes up a lot. People don't. No. See gnomes.
0: Though, so what what country do gnomes originate from? Is it a like a Scandinavian it's country? A Scandinavian thing. Because I see a lot more gnome. I'm gonna say I see a lot more gnome like figures in the Minneapolis area than I'm accustomed to.
1: Gnomes are a, a big decor item. Yeah. So... That's freaky. I want to say that I heard a gnome story on another podcast, like, last podcast on the left or something. Something about little creepy gnomes coming into your bedroom is, like, scarier to me than almost anything else I can think of.
2: It's probably just... I mean, my... Point of reference for gnomes is is the cartoon David the Gnome that was on Nick Jr. Sure. When I would stay home from school and I would be excited to watch TV all day, and it would, you know, eleven o'clock would roll around and fucking David the Gnome would come <laughs> on.
3: And you I realize just bore
2: the shit out of me all day long. It was like
0: it, it was a rude awakening as a child to realize that daytime TV was not good.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. They basically gave up between uh between nine a.m. and and three p.m. Yeah. You thought uh, yeah. like
0: oh man I'm gonna see all these great shows and then it's like no it's david the gnome
2: but as far as i know all david did was kind of like walk around and talk to his wife and stuff it was sneak it
0: was, into the five-year-old's bedroom
1: if he was Scare in there them. it
2: was it was almost certainly for a completely boring reason so um <laughs> is, don't worry about it guy that's it's fine uh, is
0: david the gnome an english cartoon or? I,
2: it felt pretty british yeah because
0: this is the like at least in like the 80s 90s english cartoons like I liked a show called Naughty that was either about an elf or a gnome. And like Postman Pat and even Thomas the Tank. Fucking nothing happened on any of those shows. And then American shows is like, these robots went into space and exploded the moon with lasers. And then Postman <laughs> Pat is like, oh, it's very windy. I hope I get to deliver this parcel today. <laughs> I don't, Naughty is definitely a show where like fucking nothing. I don't know if he was a gnome or an elf though. Mm. But he drove like a little car and had yeah, a little pointy Yeah, I would have killed for
2: a car because uh, <laughs> David walked everywhere. And the, and the opening made it seem like it was going to be really exciting because he would be like chased by wolves. Or, you know, they were. Sure. And these are little. These were not like three feet tall. These gnomes are, are like, like the size of your fist okay. or something. They're, oh. they're kind of were they like living the in a tree
0: floor. like a squirrel or? A key, like a, well, they that's an elf. I was going to say Keebler,
1: thing. but that's, that's an elf. Yeah. Oh.
0: Are Smurfs like gnomes?
2: I I think Smurfs are their own thing. Yeah. Okay. They're Smurfs. Yeah. Smurfs are are from Belgium.
0: My mom didn't want me to watch the Smurfs as a kid because she thought it was sexist. There's only Smurfette and she has no skills. That is sexist. She was not wrong.
2: She just (laughs) just didn't want you getting all these uh, lowland Europe ideas in your head. There's a Baker
0: Smurf. There's like, you know, Smurfs who do shit. And then there's Smurfette. Mm-hmm. what she do? She's just a girl.
2: She wasn't even there in the beginning, right?
1: Fuck She's, Smurfs. I
0: know. Huh. Well,
1: I am hope that was the only gnome you ever saw, Rob, because that sounds scary as It hell. sounds
0: scary, but I agree with Mac. I don't, what could the gnome I feel like the gnome really probably do? didn't have bad intentions,
1: but can you, but imagine being a five-year-old laying in your bed and a little three-foot-tall gnome just comes and
0: stares at you at the foot of your bed. I hate the idea that you're asleep and you wake up, like, maybe you open up, like, one eye, and then, like, a gnome is, like, uh, right there. I'm never going to sleep again. I
2: don't know. I, 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 gnome, that's the least scary of the, of the uh, magical What would be scary
1: creatures. to you, Mac, if something was... Like, a, a murderer. <laughs> I was going to say, not including
2: things that are actually real. God.
0: Like, Bigfoot God. at the foot of your bed, or, like, an alien...
2: So, I. Uh, this okay, is which a good is scarier, question.
0: a gnome or an alien?
2: Well, an alien, because. Uh, or a ghost, or a, a, a gnome or a ghost. I'm almost gnome gnome creeped up do anything. by a gnome. It's just going to look at you. I'm, be like, I'm having a visceral
1: right. reaction to the idea of a little gnome staring at me.
2: Yeah.
3: I
0: do Even not. though I could probably just punt a gnome. I'm like, <laughs> sure yeah. I could
3: take it.
0: Yeah. I do not find them cute. Like, clearly, some people find, like, a little gnome, like, statue, like, cute. And I like cute things, but I do not see yeah. a gnome and go, like, oh, cute. Like, I go, like, ugh. I can't, I don't know. It's not not aesthetically, like, my thing. I, I pass on the gnome. Rob, I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry about the gnome. I I just want to reassure you, you were in no danger. <laughs> uh,
0: There's
1: nothing gnomes, that gnome could do.
2: Yeah, other than just putting you right back to sleep by telling you the okay. m- hmm. most boring <laughs> story about, like, a leaf falling down, the, you know, that.
0: Now my question Man. is, gnome. is it like a magic always a gnome, or is it like a lawn gnome that came alive?
2: Well, he said this was this was like three feet tall, what so unless a- it's a really like a rich person's gnome, <laughs> they got like, from the sky. Like Mall when guy, you go know.
0: to uh, Marshalls at Christmas, they always yeah. have that one big nutcracker nut
2: that's like five feet tall.
0: Yeah, it yeah, costs no like Five hundred dollars. This is my thing though, like. You wouldn't be afraid
1: of a, a, a doll, because you could just, like, pop its head off. No. But Chucky is fucking freaky. Actually, so why like, couldn't the same concept apply to gnomes?
0: I find, like, the idea of, like, a China doll coming alive much scarier than a gnome.
1: Than a gnome coming alive?
0: Like, a you know, you go to I the antique cat- store, and you see, like, dolls that are, like, kind of broken, Ugh, and, like, yeah. like, maybe, like, one glass eye, like, kind of looks out the wrong way. Like, the idea of, like, that coming into my bedroom. I feel like
1: I'm putting them in the same category. Maybe I shouldn't mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm.
0: This is interesting. It is.
1: Okay, I want to read the next one. Thanks for that, Rob. All right, we have a whole bunch of. I think we each have two or three here.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna read one from Emily. Um, that starts off by saying that she loves the podcast. So good. Okay.
1: We appreciate the flattery, Emily.
0: <laughs> Her family owns a cabin that was built in the 20s. And she says, Both of my great grandparents died on the property of natural causes. As long as I can remember, weird things have happened there. Usually stupid shit like objects being misplaced or BS like that. I mean, that's just my regular life, Emily. That's not.
1: Yeah, that happens to me all the time. just because I don't remember where I put it. Yeah, they not to be
0: rude, but that's not <laughs> special. Okay. You're already insulting
1: our listeners' stories. Emily, I'm sorry.
0: Sometimes I put things down and I don't remember where (laughs) they are. Like, every. Like, Mac, how often do I put down a glass of tea and I don't know where it is?
2: Thrice daily. Um, Okay. Anyway.
0: Anyway, More
2: often than not.
0: Yeah. But as I got older, it escalated into pictures hung on the wall being flipped upside down. Oh. Candles being lit by themselves. Which is I don't, don't recall hearing that before. That's very interesting. And creepy black shadows. It's important to note that this place is hella easy to break into. I really appreciate that you're still saying hella. Thank you. Uh, due to it being old and semi secluded area, there's an overabundance of stupid teenagers, young adults in the area. I, I'm assuming this means it's a, like by college. Probably. And a is very- someone breaking into their, their cabin? And- but to light candles. No, they're not. And a very shady satanic temple in the next town over. I need more details on that. What makes it shady? Can we go there? Yeah, do they have cool statuary? Let us know. Anyways, last summer, I started seeing full body apparitions, being touched, hearing voices, and having unusual nightmares involving satanic rituals. That's a lot
1: wow yeah
0: one night i had one of those dreams and when i woke up i was sitting there sitting up there was a shadow figure standing in front of me it said help me oh my god before disappearing that was the last straw i got my ass out of there as fast as i could and to this day have not gone back smart i wouldn't touch that place with a 10 foot pole fuck that shit (laughs) Thanks for reading. (laughs) That is... I don't know
1: that I've ever heard of someone seeing an apparition that talked to them.
0: Yeah, I think that might be our first one. the creepiest thing imaginable. I I mean, what do you think the ghost wants? Maybe it's just a... Maybe it's just a demon. Or it's a trick. Yeah. I think you're right not to go back to this place, Emily. I think you should encourage your family to sell it.
2: you guys know if there's a, a satanic temple around here, Shady, or otherwise?
0: I think there is. I remember the... There's, like, a Twin Cities satanic organization, for sure. I don't know if they have their own temple, though.
2: I think it's just, like, a...
1: I don't know if there's a brick-and-mortar. There might yeah. be.
2: But I just mean, like, is there a temple? Or mm. are we talking, like, at best, a strip mall sort of, you know, like, storefront? That
0: would kind of be really adorable.
1: If it wasn't a strip mall? Like, like maybe one should move into a... Harmar, our favorite strip mall, <gasps> Yeah,
2: Yeah, where that, where that gem store used to yeah. be. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, a strip. I always. If you just say strip mall, I always picture this very rundown strip mall. That I used to go with my mom to with my mom because it had a used paperback bookstore in it, but it like had a navy recruiter like above that, like aquarium cleaning, and was in front of was behind a lovers lane, the, the trashy lingerie store. That is so, the most
1: strip mall that any mall has ever stripped. <laughs>
0: So that's where I would like to think. And then next to that was the Satanic
1: Temple. We had a strip mall next door in the house I grew up in, and the every storefront—it was just in a straight line. It was a one-story, literally a strip mall, and every store in the strip mall continually turned over, except this—the the one in the corner, which was this wonderful ice cream shop. <laughs> because that's where everyone went, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, living next to an ice cream store was like. Every kid's dream come true. Yeah, and I really kind of miss that
0: place. I miss this used bookstore. We spent a lot of time there. It only had paperbacks, and so it was only like Harlequin romance novels, like trashy horror novels, and like
1: spend all day in a place like that. Babysitters Club
0: books. Yeah, and it was just my mom continuously bringing back her romance novels for credit and getting different romance novels. (laughs) Yes, and it kind of smelled like vinegar a little bit. If anybody knows what I'm talking about,
1: yep been in a place like that
0: next
2: i only i okay. only ask that because you know what stands out to me about that story is that oh you know the casual reference of a satanic temple <laughs> nearby well, like just, that, I don't, she, that I, I don't know that i don't know that seems
1: irrelevant
0: i agree except that her dreams had satanic
1: yeah. elements
2: also hmm
0: maybe the coincidence maybe
1: maybe the
2: satanists are bump you know busting Maybe, in lighting but, candles and flipping the pictures over
1: yeah they're just causing chaos they like upside they're down pranksters. crosses
0: they're they're trick the tricksters of the world really I don't know. all right Mac, how about you read us a tale
2: very well spin us a yarn all right this is from amanda and uh amanda says hi liz and samantha so last season i told you two ghost stories that happened to me
0: well, oh, Amanda com- made little comics yes. of
1: this. Okay.
2: She yep. made
0: some great comics of these experiences.
2: I have an update on one of them.
0: Ooh.
2: Here's the original story, uh, for those who have forgotten. Uh, I moved into a house about two years ago that was owned by two elderly people since it was built in the 70s. I don't know for sure, but I think at least one of the elderly couple died in the house. This incident has happened to me three times now. I have a pretty big bedroom with a long walk from the door to the window next to my bed. All of the experiences start the same way. I wake up, it's about midnight, and I watch a white shape float from the door to the window. I know it's not sleep paralysis because I suffer from that occasionally, and I definitely can't move during an episode. Hmm. I can move when I see this white shape floating. After the first time I got up and left the room, I just pull the blankets over my head and try to ignore it. Oh, yes. I remember this. It's freaky, though. Here's the update. Uh Uh-oh. Ooh, the entity that walks from one end of the bedroom to the other has started to stand next to the bed, looking at me.
1: Oh, you gotta get out of there.
2: I can clearly see that the entity is an elderly man, balding, with jowls. Oh my god. I'll see if I can draw a sketch of him later today. The first time it happened, it really freaked me out, but the second time, I just rolled over and decided to ignore him <laughs> so I can sleep. I have sleep that would dis- not be my reaction.
0: That's ballsy, well, and I like it.
2: I have a sleep disorder, so I can't be messing with ghosts trying to re- interrupt me. <laughs>
0: No, as an insomniac, I really appreciate, like, no, I need my sleep. Get get out of here, ghost. Get the fuck out. Yeah.
2: I don't get a bad feeling from him, and I think he's the original owner of the house, but I can't find a picture of him, so I can't be sure. I've also been seeing a black shape in my room at night sometimes. Maybe it's sleep paralysis or something, but one night, the black shape rushed at my face, and I screamed, (gasps) freaking my (laughs) husband out.
0: What?
2: Fun times! Thank you, Amanda.
0: you, you got to sell the place, again okay. Get- There's the sketch on the back.
2: Yes, I'm afraid the, to see this. The back has a sketch. Oh, my God. I don't want to is, look.
0: Uh, it looks like a, a Fox News viewer. Yeah.
2: I would say that if... Uh, it's
0: interesting your ghost is wearing like a more contemporary shirt
2: like like a, like a butt- he's wearing a, a button up sh- over a sweater I think a sweater over over uh, Yeah but yeah.
0: I just picture ghosts as like more old-timey. Honestly Amanda, I well, think you
1: should be worried about this guy.
0: This looks like
1: someone who murdered someone in unsolved mysteries.
2: He's got he's looks a little sad. He looks sort of like what I imagine like Hunter Thompson would have looked like if he wasn't that's, a gonzo journalist. That's a and, very generous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, like, went and got a job. Um, from okay,
0: it. I think, <laughs> from, your, from your yeah. sketch, Amanda, I think that this ghost is just confused. He possibly doesn't know he's passed on. And he's like, who is this person maybe in my bedroom? Sh- yeah,
1: maybe you should have some sort of, I don't know, seance. Maybe you need to win the the Ouija board so you can help him move to the other yeah. side.
0: I, I don't know what it would cost to get a psychic to come... Help move your ghost along. I feel like
1: there's got to be some out there that do it pro bono.
0: Because I just, I think he's just lost. We need to address this black shape the Russia that you're facing, though. Because yeah, that that's is sinister, much more concerning. And you say anything, it's sleep paralysis. I say you've already got this one spirit that you're seeing very clearly. So I'm, I'm inclined to not think the other one is sleep paralysis. I think
1: the only solution is just to burn
0: the house down. That's <laughs> <laughs> your solution to every haunting. Maybe
2: it's this guy, um, like. Doing a little trick with his hand.
0: That's like a high five. Wow. Well, he's he's just, a high five he's for just
2: face. sort of like, get out of my bed. And he's kind of-
0: Maybe he's actually protecting you from the black shape.
1: Though. Maybe. Oh, and then if you send him to the other side, you'll have no. OK, we got to You need to rethink this, Amanda. Maybe we're not giving the best uh, advice.
0: It's almost like we have no idea what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, we should. not. Yeah, we should not be giving advice. We need a dangerous Linda haunting. or someone yes, in here. We need to get dangerous Linda on the show to give Amanda some advice. Cause
0: holy! I really appreciate not- appreciate you updating us on this story. I really appreciate the sketch.
2: It's very good. It's a very good sketch. You, sure.
0: I don't know how you become a police sketch artist, but you might want to look into that as a career because that's better than basically any sketch we have seen on Unsolved Mysteries. 100%. They're all they're all terrible and they don't seem to help find anyone. So you think about that. It's a little career suggestion you didn't ask for. <laughs>
1: Alright, I'm really looking forward to reading this one because the subject line is Zach Bagans Curse My Apartment? I, I made sure marks. you were the
0: person I'm reading this I'm so one. excited.
1: So this is from Jen. Jen says, hello, cool mystery aunts and pups. Thank you for making a podcast that has become one of my favorite things in the entire world. Five out of five, Robert Stacks. Oh, you're welcome. You thought I was going to skip over the flattery? Think again. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Ghost Adventures app." Ep- episode with Kara and it reminded me that I have a maybe ghost story to share. One afternoon this past summer I was hanging out with my friend Andrea. Shout out to her for being another mystery solver.
0: Shout out Ooh, Andrea. Hi, hi Andrea.
1: And we were making great life choices as usual and decided to watch Demon House. That's the documentary that Zach Bagan said. He bought oh, that house I think. Okay. Um yeah a little backstory I think, although I haven't watched it. Zach Bagan's like bought this haunted house and then did basically the Ghost Adventures thing in it. I think that's what it's like. Um, we were watch it about halfway through mocking it pretty harshly and having a lot of fun at Zach Bagans' expense when all of a As f- you do. As you should. All of a sudden, the power went out in my apartment building. It wasn't windy or stormy, so there wasn't any clear reason for it, and it didn't look like anyone else on the block had lost power. I don't like that. No, I don't like that either. It kind of freaked us out, but we decided to make the most of the moment and lit some candles and got out the Ouija board to see what was oh, up. Oh no, Jen, Andrea, are, you are really not making good life choices. We were drinking and giggling and generally being disrespectful dicks the whole time. Not that Zach and his ugly ass sunglasses deserve respect, but ghosts probably do. This is uh, some self-reflection is healthy. I was also gonna say, uh, he's not dead, right? No, but I think they were communing with... I don't think they were communing with Zach. I think they were communing with okay. ghosts. So that's how I interpret okay. the email.
0: I was like, wait a second.
1: He not crossed? To my knowledge, Zach Bagans is still okay. alive. all right. I got you. So, unsurprisingly, we had no luck communicating with anything after... A bit the power came back on and a few minutes later the fire alarm in my building started to go off. Huh. She says, Oh my god, terrifying. It was absolutely loud enough to wake the dead. So we should have so we should have kept going with the Ouija. But at that point we were too unsettled. I honestly can't even remember if we finished watching Demon House after that. Maybe it was just so bad I wiped the second half from my memory honestly possible very possible i'm not sure what caused all the weirdness was it just a random power surge or was it a ghost in my building who was sick of our shit and wanted to fuck with us or did zach bagan somehow sense us being rude as hell and send a vengeful demon to haunt my house we'll never truly know jk was absolutely not the last one and he doesn't have that range
0: I was going to say, I don't think that the ghost respects Zach Baggins because no, he's always he's, screaming yeah. at them and being rude.
1: I don't know that he would have the power to send a ghost after you. It seems like Jen doesn't think so either.
0: I don't think that they would care if you make fun of him. They would probably appreciate it.
1: Jen encourages us to keep cackling forever, which you know we
0: will. Yeah, I can't help it, really. So,
2: Do you think, do you think Jen has a, like a Google Home or an Alexa? Maybe Zach Baggins has a deal with... One of those companies.
0: Oh, oh. and if you hear you <laughs> making fun and of me anyway, yeah. all your lights are out? Yeah. Maybe that's going to happen.
2: I mean, sure. Oh. For the right price, right?
0: Maybe. Maybe.
2: I mean, they're always listening, so.
0: Yeah, they're
1: recording you, too. Mm.
2: So I'm thinking, if unplug next time you're gonna make fun of this guy, unplug your Alexa and see if uh, the power goes out again.
1: Maybe experiment with that, Jen and yeah. Andrea. I think that's a very actually good plan, Mac. Maybe yeah, Zach has it in with Amazon.
2: Could be a neighbor's Alexa. I mean, if the whole building went out, it could be they just shut down the power to the
1: the whole, the thing. whole thing. So this is a conspiracy that I I could maybe understand. Yeah, that yeah you're. Maybe all maybe for a price, Amazon will monitor for anyone. Maybe there's other yeah. celebrities out there that are, you know, the Alexa is listening to see if you disparage them.
2: Try, um, depending on the, the the maker of your device, try like uh, saying, oh I really hated the marvelous Miss Maisel. That that show sucks." And see if your power goes out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like this ghost tech support. <laughs>
2: Did you, you... Right. Did you try turning the power <laughs> off and on again? That's...
0: Did you see this thing that supposedly sleep number beds that might be recording you? What?
2: Just what number you're using? Or, no, um...
0: like recording you sleep. Well, that's like neat. to provide better sleep service. Like apparently if you look at the fine print of something, this is something I saw on Twitter. I don't know.
3: Oh my God. That it
0: was like you have, when you're like signing away your life, one of the things you're agreeing to is Gosh. recording.
3: Do you hook
2: the bed to Wi Fi or something? I don't know. That's a that would be I, a I very bet you do. Thing.
1: It seems like everything's connected to Wi Fi these days.
2: I like it. Yeah, that's fine.
1: I don't know why the thought of like a bed recording you sleep freaks me out so much. I don't know. It's because it's I never imagined that beds could have the power to, to record.
0: What's that horror movie, The
1: Bed uh, That uh,
2: Eats? Deathbed. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of
1: The that, Bed That Eats. Uh, does the bed just fold up like Jaws and swallow you? So, it's which. Kind of arty, we 70s movie.
2: We tried to watch it, movie. but the disc had a, a, yeah. a crack in it, and we didn't get to see the whole thing. But this yeah, this is a thing kids will never understand. And, yeah,
0: yeah, it's. I mean, I think it was supposed to be like a little bit silly of a like a 70s type horror movie, but it was yeah about a bed that ate people.
2: Okay,
0: it was like hippies would like go to bone and then getting yeah, by the bed. So them. maybe Zach Bagans'
1: next step is to make a deal with sleep number, and every it's time like, you yeah. talk shit about him, the bed just,
2: just, just, up. just Or it it's changes so to a, a number that you don't like. You yeah, know, yeah you're like, oh, bed, so, so uncomfortable.
1: Why is this bed
0: so firm oh. all of a sudden? Oh. Aren't I at 12?
2: Well, I don't know, yeah. I know yeah. what
0: numbers mean what. Yeah, yeah they seem really expensive, so we'll never
2: yeah. know. And apparently they tell on you.
0: Okay. They're also narcs. Yeah. They're also Sleep number narc. Yeah. I have a very long story from Leanne, so hopefully everyone is comfortable. It says, Hello, beautiful ladies. Wow, keep the flattery coming. (laughs) This is how all emails should start. And Robbie Stacky. My name is Leanne. Feel free to use it. And I found your podcast a few months ago. I finally caught up this week just in time to share my story before the finale. You guys are hysterical, and I love every second of listening. Never stop cackling. Okay, now that I've shared my love, let's share some soup. When I was six, my family moved to a beautiful four bedroom house in southern New Jersey. My two siblings and I all had our own rooms, so we had a big backyard, and we were like fifteen minutes from the beach. Perfect, right? Lovely. Was there an ice cream store next door? <laughs> Probably not. That was the flaw. The end. No. Spoiler alert. Not perfect. Oh, no. A few weeks after settling in, my younger sister, Shannon, who was three at the time, started telling my, friend, uh, my mom about her friend, Michael.
1: Oh, no. Michael this was around good.
0: for a few weeks with Shannon, always seeming to have false sh- conversations with her friend. My mom assumed it was a normal, imaginary friend, but that didn't explain how Shannon knew a lot of things she shouldn't have. Including the name of the little girl that lived in the room before we moved in.
1: I have goosebumps.
0: Her explanation, Michael told me. Oh, my God. Finally, my mom asked Shannon who she, her friend was and where he came from in to- true horror movie fashion. Don't ask these questions. She replied, Michael is a police officer. He's dead. Oh, oh. <laughs> naturally my mom flipped the fuck out and called the realtor demanding to know who owned the house before us and if anyone had died there the realtor told her that the former owner was named michael who was an elderly state trooper got sick but did not pass away in the house apparently he was dying and went brain dead in the house he was brought to a hospital where he actually clinically died
1: oh i could see how he maybe could still be there then
0: well, yeah, actually, we've learned from Dangerous Linda that spirits are not always in the place where they die. It's somewhere where they had a strong emotional connection. Or if, yeah, he wasn't
1: dead, but he became brain dead in the house, his soul could still be there thinking that he's still
0: alive. Oh, yeah. Thanks to this loophole, the le- the realtor wasn't obligated to tell us before we moved in. Okay. Haha. As a three-year-old, Shannon couldn't read or figure any of that information out by herself.
2: Didn't didn't know the real estate laws, in yeah. New Jersey. Huh? No,
0: Mm-mm, like a dumb three-year-old. three year mm-hmm. um, old. Okay. According to my mother, Shannon has always been sensitive to spirits. While we were living in the house, she told my mother that many people would talk to her and that her the voices wouldn't let her sleep. Which, if you're a parent of a three year old, that's a horrible thing to sit here. That's terrible. You want that kid to sleep. Of course, other stuff started to happen. Doors would slam when no one was around, and all the windows were closed. My mom brought doorsteps, just door stops, sorry, Just in case it was somehow the wind, but the doors kept slamming and she would find the stoppers in the hallway. In one particular instance, my stepfather heard doors slamming on the second floor and started yelling up the stairs, assuming it was my sister and I. My mom then pointed towards the window and he saw me, my sister, and even my baby brother all playing in the backyard. Yikes. And then felt like an ass. (laughs) No one was in the house. He even ran upstairs to make sure. I have goosebumps. This is scary. They didn't have extra children he had forgotten about. It. No! That's funny. <laughs> that he brought with him? <laughs> yeah. I like, what? Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong family. <laughs> forgot about that one. Okay. Even though I was completely oblivious to much of this activity, some things did happen to me. Shannon and I did not get along for most of our childhood, as per usual sibling rivalry. After a fight over her touching my Barbie playhouse one day... <laughs>
1: Been there, done that. Yeah,
0: But seriously, who wants to share their Barbie playhouse? I ended up getting locked in my bedroom. (gasps) But here's the thing. The lock for my bedroom was on the inside. The door wasn't locked, and it had never been jammed before, and all the doorknobs were fairly new, yet I couldn't get out of my room. I'll also point out I was like 10 at the time and totally capable of figuring out a doorknob. (laughs) Glad you threw that in (laughs) there. Even after my parents' nights, I think that's the dogs being scared. Okay. This ghost story is freaking them out. It's freaking me out. (laughs) Even after my parents and I tried the door from both sides, it wouldn't budge. My mom called the police, one of whom was able to slam into the door and break the door frame so I could get out. Eventually, the doorknob was repaired. The same doorknob never jammed or locked me in again. I feel like that was a gamble, using the same doorknob, but... All right. Okay, well, it was a ghost that locked her in. Take take that up with your family. We believe this to be that Shannon's ghostly friends were getting back at me for not sharing. Could be. I hope that was a lesson to you. (laughs) Share that Barbie house. My mom staged the house a few months after all of this, and most of that activity and door slamming calmed down. When we finally chose to move a few years later, she worried that changing the environment would stir up activity again. On our last day in the house, my mom started noticing small things again, like breezes when there were no windows and no fence. She told my stepfather not to tell Shannon for fear of upsetting her. However, after school, nine-year-old Shannon walked in the door, hadn't even gotten her backpack off when she stopped, looked up the stairs, and whimpered, Mommy, they're back. <sighs> oh my and god luckily that oh is the end god. of the story oh my god my mom <laughs> took us all out of the house and finished up packing while we were in school the following day i wish i could say i made this all up but my imagination couldn't write a horror movie as creepy as the one that we lived lol that's like a that's
1: like a horror short story
0: apparently yeah. she has a couple other things uh and yeah you should email those in Leanne, please
1: yeah because that was scary as fuck that was
0: really really creepy I don't even know what to say. I
1: want to know if Shannon remembers this. Yeah. What does she
0: remember about Michael?
1: Yeah. I mean, it sounds like she... I mean, at three, maybe you don't remember that, but at nine... They're bad. Yeah, that's fucking scary. That's as scary as the
0: gnome. Yes. (laughs) Perhaps. Scarier.
2: I mean, I think this is a lesson, though, that if someone is dying in your home, you drag them out in the yard (laughs) as fast as you can so that you don't have to report it when you sell the house. (laughs) In the home. No, they, they died
0: in the middle
1: of they, the sidewalk. Right on the street. I <laughs> thought you were dragging them out so their ghost didn't get trapped there, and then. Oh
2: no! The real well, estate I mean, reason I mean, is knows? much more like, reasonable. It sounds like you are stuck with like, a ghost. Oh, whatever oh, you no. No. They
3: didn't
0: die in the home. Yeah. No, they got, died I got in the shed. I
2: got his ass to the alley. His heart was beating. We're reporting
0: nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't murder him, officer. Yeah obviously i just want to sell this house without reporting anyone died in it like a normal person
2: yeah
0: well i think we all learned something we did and also that was very scary a lot yeah, of life lessons one. out of that one okay. i wonder what
2: michael was so mad about he's always slamming yeah. the door
0: well it seems like he was bonded with the one with the sister and then yeah. was like yeah but why slam so why slam so many doors michael
1: also mm-hmm. a little creepy a little
2: dramatic
0: yeah grown-ass
1: yeah. ghost man making friends with a three-year-old I mean, I think it was
2: old. She could see him. Sounds like nobody else
1: could. Okay,
0: but also again, yeah, seems it's sinister creepy. to me. Well, he's a ghost. <laughs> it's true. He's a ghost. <laughs> Inherently sinister. Might be the like definition of sinister. <laughs> okay, Mac has a story for us. Mac, All right, Mac, Mac, Mac.
2: This is from uh, Kate Shaw of the Strange Animals podcast. Ooh, it- I like that sound of that.
0: A podcast for you, right there. There you go. In
2: 1993, my aunt and uncle moved into an old house in Bristol, Tennessee. The house was built in 1904 by a doctor Pearson. Originally, part of the house was for examinations and part for living quarters.
0: Nope, 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 nope. no nope, nope. nope on that one. I'm that octopus moving away in that gift. <laughs> Absolutely not.
2: It was a large, beautiful house with lots of fireplaces.
0: Yeah, for the bodies. <laughs> <laughs> that seems suspect, right there.
2: Well, I, I mean... No, not to heat the hall. No, yeah. okay. it was for the
0: body. Mac <laughs> is too reasonable from his, from his failed medical experiments.
2: Literally as soon as they moved in, weird stuff started happening. Yeah, no shit. In 2010, I interviewed my Aunt Cindy about her experiences. I always planned to write an article about it, but I never got around to it. My uncle doesn't like to talk about the house.
0: You absolutely need to write an article about this, even before I hear the story. the
2: (laughs) the whole book. The day they moved in, after the furniture was all in place, Cindy hung a picture over the mantel in the dining room. A little while later, she heard a crash. The picture had fallen and broken the glass. She assumed she hadn't hung it up very well, got the glass repaired, and hung it back up a few days later. It was fine until the day they moved out, some three years later, when it fell again. Cindy didn't connect this with the other weird happenings until the day they moved out. But the next thing that happened was a lot less easy to explain. My aunt was in the kitchen with her miniature dachshund. My uncle wasn't home. Suddenly she heard a huge crash. At the time, she had a huge antique bookcase in the living room, very formal, made of heavy cherry wood. The noise was so loud that she was certain the bookcase had fallen. She said she thought, good God, I'll never get it cleaned up, since the bookcase was full of stuff. But when she walked into the room, it was fine. She walked all the way around the house and never saw one thing out of place. Oh. Mm -hmm.
0: I don't like that.
2: No. My uncle had weird experiences, too. He didn't tell my aunt about them for a long time. He's a gruff kind of guy who doesn't believe in ghosts. His habit has always been to take his wallet out of his pocket as soon as he gets home from work. And he always puts it in the same place. Then, the next morning, he collects it on his way out of the house. In this house, he would always put his wallet on the fireplace mantel just inside the side door. But sometimes it would be somewhere else the next morning, even though neither he nor my aunt had touched it. Sometimes it would be on a mantle in a different room. Sometimes he'd have to hunt around for it. Now, uh I'm going to break in, and this is me talking and say, uh if it didn't have as much money in it as the night before, he might <laughs> There might be less uh, yeah, that, spectral causes that for that. Yeah. That um, was
0: me sending my dollar bills to it's Patreon. It's the
2: damnedest thing, you know? I put the wallet there. Must be the Next ghost. day there's twenty dollars method the and <laughs> the, the, the wallet's nowhere to be found.
0: I do like hearing these stories about men not like I don't believe in ghosts. Now here's a time I literally saw a ghost <laughs> and spoke to it.
2: And <laughs> gave it my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> said it was the wallet inspector. I, I <laughs> Cindy also reported occasionally feeling something pushing her feet when she was in bed. She described it as feeling like two hands pushing on the bottom of no, her feet. No, no,
3: I hate it. I hate it. It's
1: a foot fetish ghost. No,
2: no, no. No. On, on at least one occasion, it pushed her back, too. She thought it was my uncle, then realized he was sound asleep with his back to her.
1: Uh. Yeah, that's so bad. This and is no, this is why you never hang your feet <laughs> off the end of the bed. The but then you'll have a weird dream where you're
2: f- falling off a cliff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: And no. then the foot fetish ghost will push <laughs> in your feet. Hey, baby.
2: <laughs> At first, Cindy didn't tell anybody about how the house being haunted, or, uh, excuse me, it didn't tell anyone about the house being haunted. So when her sister Janice came to the visit the first time, she didn't know. That night, Janice woke up when it felt like someone was pushing on the bottoms of her feet.
1: Oh, no!
2: Ghost must have just been delighted when Janice was like, oh, yeah. Look at her own
0: feet. More feeties for me. That's right.
2: Um, but uh. the spookiest thing that happened to Cindy after she lived there for, for a while uh, will be quoted from the interview. And This is Cindy talking. I was upstairs. We were having company and I was cleaning the bedroom with the bay window looking over the front of the house. There was a fireplace in all the bedrooms too. I was facing the fireplace and behind me was this drop front desk that we've still got. It had a little empty powder box and some tools and stuff on it. I had my back to it and I was dusting on the mantel and I heard a noise. So I turned around and I looked and as soon as I turned around the powder box just went whew! Just went flying off the desk and rolled onto the hardwood floor.
0: That was the ghost demanding feet pick. Yeah. I (laughs) I liked your sound effect too, Mac.
2: I mean, that's (laughs) that's what (laughs) it says. Uh, my aunt and uncle only lived in the house for three years. They would have moved out sooner, but couldn't afford to until 1996. When they were packing to move, Cindy kept hearing the noise of something screeching against the windows. She described it as a diamond ring going down glass. Oh. She looked all around, expecting to find a tree branch scraping a window, but there were no branches anywhere near close enough to reach.
0: No, that was the doctor's wife. Oh, that he burned in the fireplace? Yeah. That's her giant rings for all the money he's made from his horrible experiments.
2: Mad about all the the feet. uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's like, quit murdering your patients and cutting off their feet and keeping the feet. Mm.
2: Cindy said she actually got used to living in a haunted house. On the day they moved out, the very last thing she did was go into the house one last time and say goodbye, house. As she pointed out, they knew that I knew they were there and I was okay with it. The people who'd rented the house before my aunt and uncle had been planning to buy it, but suddenly changed their mind. Since huh. 1996, Can't imagine why. the house has been bought and sold several times.
0: Yeah, no surprise there.
1: I mean, I guess if you have to live in a house with a foot fetish ghost, <laughs> the way to, to do it would just be to make peace.
2: You know, yeah, yeah,
0: you gotta accept your fate. You're like horrible, You can touch my feet if you don't fate. break
1: any more of my fucking pictures. Yeah, like that...
2: Yeah glass isn't free ghost you just... <laughs> yeah.
0: quit scraping things with your ring yeah. just showing off that right. you have diamonds
1: oh that one was too scary I don't like that at all. also contact us for an ad swap we could use um, <laughs> we could use some more promos yeah please do because your podcast sounds awesome alright so I have a story from Liz this is not the Liz who's sitting across from me My husband and I are certain that the house that we live in has some type of otherworldly spirits. I have to preface this with the fact that we do not feel threatened or harmed at all, and I was raised to believe that there are spirits around us all the time, and sometimes they just want some attention. And picks of your feet. I mean, I guess. Whomever is in my house wants a lot of attention. (laughs) Since moving in, things have fallen down in rooms we are not in, sometimes while we're sleeping... I used to have a cat, and my husband would joke that it was the cat that did it, even when the cat was right next to me. Well, the cat has since passed R.I.P. Bosco, heart emoji, and it has continued. Not only has it continued, but now we've witnessed it while it's happening instead of just hearing it from the other room. We have never got hurt, knock on wood, but we've witnessed things literally flying off of our TV and our refrigerator. Once I was leaving the house with my two kids in tow and I heard a big bang behind me. I knew something fell, but I didn't know what and didn't have time to deal with whatever it was. I get it. Two kids. When I got home, my husband said that a coffee mug had shattered. I was nowhere near the cupboard, so that had to have flown pretty far. Another time, my husband and I were sitting in the living room and a remote flew off the sound bar onto the floor. We watched the entire thing. That's weird. Another time, I was in the kitchen and a cereal container fell from my refrigerator and just narrowly missed me. Every single time this happens, I look to my husband, and to this day, even with Bosco gone, he says it was the cat. I mean, maybe it was Bosco's ghost. Yeah one of the scariest times was when we were sound asleep in our room and we woke up to the loudest bang ever sounds kind of like our last story my husband went to check to make sure that no one had broken into the house he couldn't find anything so we reluctantly went back to sleep it wasn't until a few days later that we discovered where the sound had come from an entire can of tools had fallen over in a part of the basement we rarely go into that's scary in a basement It took me like a month to write this email. After I began writing this, the activity increased in our house. Within a few days of... Wait, do you think they knew you were writing it? Maybe. We've caused a worse haunting. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Within a few days of each other, we had two major incidents happen. The first was a bill organizer randomly falling off of our living room desk
0: that's because the ghost was like don't forget these bills
1: pay up (laughs) doing you a favor my husband and i were both in the living room sitting down when it occurred i saw it out of the corner of my eye and made a and it made quite a mess the second was a bit scarier my shower organizer randomly quote exploded all over the bathroom thank god no one was in there when it happened but it made a mess and was incredibly loud mind you there's nothing wrong with the actual organizer in fact we put it back up and there's and it's been there ever since. That's really weird. I have never felt scared or threatened until that happened. That night, I basically explained to the spirit why I was concerned, and I threatened—threatened, threatened, as in quotes—the spirit that I would have to have to sage my house if they don't stop it. Knock on wood. We haven't had another incident since. I've had more things that have happened in the past, but since this was so long, I'll save it for another time. I love the podcast. Thanks for making my workday so much more bearable. Liz from Cleveland. Liz included some photos. That's. Look at the shower organizer disaster. Oh, wow. It really did explode. Holy yeah, buckets. Enough.
0: Yeah, it looked okay. like it jumped off the wall. Liz, I'm getting the sense that your ghost is like a teenager. Yeah. I think this is, like, a drama queen, or just... I think you're right. Needs a lot of attention. Responded to the threat. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're dealing with, like, a teenager ghost. Certainly, yeah. Not actually a a problem, just more of, like, an annoyance. It's like a poltergeist situation. Yeah. Yeah, It
2: it sounds like, yeah, like in the movie where the the mom has the chair, and it's like, hey, watch this, and...
0: uh... Yeah.
1: Things fly across the room. That's scary. <laughs> also annoying. You, yeah, had to, oh, you, oh, already, you already had to clean up after two kids and a husband? It's just an it's 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 an annoying. Now you have to clean up ghost. after a fucking ghost too? Kay. Yeah. I don't blame you for threatening. It sounds like you need to You had to lay down the, down the sp- law. Yeah,
2: lay down it's, the law. This ghost with a fucking needed
0: ghost. some boundaries. I that seems to have worked. Good for you. Yeah, absolutely.
2: It, All right. maybe, I was I was thinking that the the second one was going to be the like the mirror fogged up and someone had written stop snitching. And it was,
0: it was like, stop. Snitches
2: get stitches. And then, oh. <laughs> Don't tell this podcast about this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. No, we would know as the teenage ghost. Yeah. Okay, we've got one last story for everyone. And I'm not gonna say this person's name because this seems to involve some like relationship stuff.
2: Oh, like illegality. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then they I did was robbing drugs. the building.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's the story. This person says, "I knew I wanted a cat, and I had a premonition it would be a black cat. But I wanted to keep an open mind. I went to the Humane Society and looked at a few cats. Nobody stole my heart. I went to the area where they have rooms of cats." And there was this kind of scary looking black cat staring right at me. He was blind in one eye and kept meowing at me. Oh, I should say that the title of this email is Spooky Stories Featuring Kittens and Satanic Fuckboys." Boys. <laughs> Back to my story. Okay. It's already my favorite. <laughs> okay. So this cat with the one blind eye is meowing. I couldn't hear him because the rooms are soundproofed. So I walked in. He wrapped his tail around my leg and then jumped in my lap and I started sobbing. He picked me. My roommate and her daughter came in and she said, Mom, why is she crying? And she said, sometimes a dog or cat picks you and it's really special.
3: Oh, and she pleased. just
0: got picked by this cat. So he came home and he was literally the perfect cat. Around this, and I've been told to leave out this dude's name, so we're just going to call him Fuckboy. Does the cat have a name? I need to know the cat's I name. I don't know. This I is a very cat. important also detail Bosco. I
1: feel like has been left out. Yeah, Bosco. Okay, right we'll, yeah. Call,
0: we'll call him cat Bosco. <laughs> okay, around this time I met this, this dude. Fuckboy? Fuckboy. And within a short time of meeting Fuckboy, he and I s- were s- staring at each other like, I feel li- like I know you. And it was this very strong connection I couldn't explain. I felt like I knew him in a past life or something and was immediately so at- attached to him. While I started hanging out with him, weird shit was happening in my house. Things moving. Lots of black and white orbs spotted in the house. Ooh. I had a visitation from a blonde apparition in the middle of the night while my eyes were wide open and would wake up in the middle of the night to weird prompts and whatnot. Like, whoa, a lot just happened in that (laughs) sentence. (laughs) And whatnot. And whatnot. (laughs) Also, there were orbs. Moving on. (laughs) Every time this happened, I told fuckboy about them and he seemed fascinated and like he believed me. I never had such a crazy series of events happen. So Fuckboy and I keep hanging out, and (laughs) Fuckboy is a very mysterious, sad boy who is into creepy shit and all this weird stuff is happening in my house. Oh, I guess the cat's name is Beauregard. Then I get Beauregard. He loves everyone, but seems afraid of Fuckboy. After Fuckboy- first, that's the red flag to end all red flags. He leaves my bedroom. Beauregard would not go in the room. I finally make him come in, and he looks super freaked out. Stuff with fuckboy and me end really dramatically, and it's bad. And it's the weirdest connection I ever had. We could sometimes communicate with each other physically. I'd concentrate and say, (laughs) Max nodding, like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean. I, too, have communicated (laughs) (laughs) Physically, I'd concentrate and say, if you can hear me, I need you in my own head. And he would text me. And he would tell me he could feel me thinking about him.
1: This is bizarre. That scares
0: me. Okay, so after this whole thing ends, I smudge the crap out of the house... And I'm anointing doorposts and ringing bells and shit because my connection to him was so powerful. It felt amazing and then it quickly turned and I realized it was definitely not a good thing. It was a dark thing disguised as a good thing. I start getting so freaked out that I can no longer sleep in my bedroom and start sleeping on the couch. Beauregard is by my side through this whole thing. He literally would comfort me by putting his front legs around me like a person. I finally call a medium that a friend recommends, and she says, I can smudge all I want. It's not my house. It's my connection with this guy that is causing all this fucked up stuff to happen. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Which, you're, you're very cavalier about this. Okay. Then my witch friend says to me.
1: "Always oh, got to have a witch friend. Yeah.
0: That's a very valuable asset. We should bring some mediums. Actually into the house to check it out They walk into my bedroom Hey, hey
2: if, if it's dangerous maybe, maybe we should bring some larges <laughs> <'Cause> They're bigger
0: <laughs> Oh my god Get off this podcast I Hate you This marriage is over Oh my god Samantha Please edit that out
1: <laughs> Never. That <was> oh no.
0: <laughs> okay. This is why like you're a fan favorite, Mac. <laughs>
2: keep the dad
0: jokes coming. It's undeserved, <laughs> let me say. Mm-hmm. It's what I have to put up with people.
2: <laughs> Just
0: so there's chaotic energy in the house. And they say there's an older man who has passed on and he's related to me. And I think to myself, whatever, I don't have any family. That is such bullshit. I call the other medium again. The medium asks me if I have a black cat. And when I say yes, she tells me that the cat is there to protect me. And she also says the older man who is related, who is related to me and he's around me. By this time, I think, all right, you're the second person who sees this old guy. I don't have any family that I'm ever close to. Can you describe him? And she says, he's got gray hair and a mustache he smells like cigarettes and he's blind in one eye (gasps) the cat is blind in one eye right away i realized that that's my great-grandfather he always wore an eye patch then i looked at beauregard and made the connection that he is blind in one eye eye just like my great-grandfather was oh my god I was really fascinated by all of this, but I also realizing that Fuckboy boy was probably messing with some dark spiritual shit and brought that into my house. So I had to do this cord cutting ritual with him.
2: That's you, where you cancel cable. <laughs> you just do internet yes.
0: Yes, well, the internet she modern had, version she is had used, to change her just, password you get your own to, Netflix yeah. account yeah, yeah. She, she didn't want him to use his her Hulu anymore yeah. so she had to change her password and such okay the next day the house feels totally clear Beauregard will go in my bedroom again I can sleep there the weird shot stops completely
2: P.S. fuckboy didn't have a reflection right <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> I assume yes. that's the case Everyone should rescue black cats, black dogs, because they don't get adopted.
0: Much less likely to get adopted. Even black dogs, for some reason. I think it's because they're harder to photograph. That's my theory.
1: That is... I think that's part of it. Everyone I've talked to from rescues think that's that's part of it.
0: But But. as much as I hate Lenny, (laughs) what if I hadn't
1: adopted him?
0: Yeah.
1: And the moral of the story is if your pet doesn't like... The person you're dating,
2: yeah, I mean,
0: they're out of here. Yeah. Always choose the pet. Yep, yes, it's an important <laughs> lesson. You can always get a new boyfriend. You can't get a new pet. Exactly. The end. <laughs> also, they just—they know. They can sense if someone
1: is a shit. Or I don't trust anyone who doesn't like dogs or cats. Mm.
0: Lenny is scratching at the door right now. Okay, let's let's wrap it up all right well that thank a, you kind of note, but so much for these stories we would love it if for at the end of the next season it's hard to imagine that day will ever come but you can if you want to also share your stories email them into perhaps do podcast at gmail.com yeah
1: those of you who have said that you have more stories
0: we want those stories and you're holding out on us don't write your stories we want those stories yeah send them in of course, you can find us on the social medias. Perhaps it's you. Make sure you
1: follow us on Instagram and look for the post about the Ouija board, because yes, you could win you're it. You're going to
0: want it. So that Except can- that
2: one person who was using it in their story. You already have one. You don't need another one.
0: <laughs> what <laughs> no. if it's not from the 90s? <laughs> what if it doesn't glow in the dark? You could have more
1: than one Ouija board. One is for decoration, and one is to use. And,
2: I, and you know what? I take it back because their power went out, and this would have been super handy.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Because it's glow mm.
2: in the dark. You're yeah. right. Think Apology. about it. You really Apology. need to enter. Take it back. Yeah, man. Go maybe ahead, go ahead think and enter. before you talk. Enter early <laughs> and often.
0: <laughs> or, no, once. <laughs> it's not voting in Chicago. Once, please. <laughs> and you can find us on
1: uh, Patreon. You can throw us a little bit of extra extra cash, and you can get access to a bunch of bonus content. It's a it's a better value every month because there's more Unless and more stuff.
2: Canadian, all right <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're punishing people who don't live in the United States.
2: Yeah. Well, all the money you save on healthcare, you can donate. Yeah,
0: to seriously. System. You should have to pay a lot more. Because <laughs> so, so, Samantha and I can pay doctor bills. uh Anyway, uh, what Mac, else, what a downer. What didn't we plug? Uh, Rate us. Oh, yeah. Five I stars. Five we,
1: we, we only accept five-star reviews. It's enforced by Steve Jobs himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Something Tim magnetic. Apple, Tim Apple, <laughs> Mr. <Tim Master laughs> Apple, Tim Apple
1: will stand at the foot of your bed and shake his finger at you. Okay. Maybe
0: he's the gnome. Maybe.
2: <laughs> I don't know how tall he is. <laughs> he <seems laughs> probably, he probably he tall. He's probably taller than three kinda, feet. Yeah. I Not sure. He look like a gnome. I'm
0: just gonna just throw out the wildest bullshit. Oh, maybe he's the gnome. <laughs> oh.
2: That Wozniak guy looks like a gnome. <laughs> Steve Wozniak. <laughs> fact, I, he could be a gnome.
0: Maybe he is the gnome.
1: Could he
2: he be.
0: be is try is <laughs> are we gonna get sued for libel because I said Steve, Steve A- w-
1: well you technically you said Steve Apple is the gnome
0: oh okay phew so we're fine phew
2: good well still well Steve Apple passed away it's Tim Tim Apple allegedly Steve. oh yeah. Tim Apple what
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm getting my
0: <laughs> Apple skis. look you have to give us five stars yeah that's the point government it's required yeah it's so required. okay
1: <laughs> Thank you, Mac, for being on the show. Yes, and thanks, Mac. No problem. The best dad joke of the season. Oh my god! It's <laughs> shaking her head. And I think that's it. I think that's it. We'll see you in the next, next season. We're gonna take a little break. We are gonna take a couple weeks off. Thanks for thanks for understanding. We'll be back we just with need more time until-
0: to not be podcasting. I know. Yeah, we need a little break. And then we'll be back to talk about season four. And I have no fucking clue what happens in season four. That's a mystery to me. Mm-hmm. We'll be re-energized and ready to go. Looking forward to it. All right. Get out there and solve some mysteries, bitches.
3: Bye. Bye.